and welcome back to the How To Fitness Podcast. I'm Kate Lyman. And I'm Michael Ija. And we're here with a different type of episode today. So we've done a lot of deep dives where we kind of dive into topics with a little more research and background, and it's been topics that we ourselves have wanted to learn more about as well. But a Q&A is a little bit different. It's it's an opportunity for us to kind of flex our own knowledge, right, as, as veterans in this industry of health and fitness and nutrition. This is a chance for people to understand that we do actually know what we're talking about and we have some knowledge base there rather than learning a new topic every single week. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. what are we talking about today? So we, so it's kind of the plan with the Q and A's as well, just to kind of give a, give a little bit of background for them is we're going to kind of snip around five questions every time uh, we do these Q and A's on different topics each time so that they're uh, kind of easier for people to find and search out for when they're looking for advice from us guys. Um, so yeah, we've got five questions here today and we're going to be focusing on performance nutrition today. And I know that covers a really wide <laughs> range of topics which is good. Um, so yeah, should we just jump into the first question and see what happens? Yep. And just we'll say that these are real questions that we've received recently um, from different Q&A boxes and such. So they are relevant and hopefully help people as they're learning, wanting to learn more about eating for performance right now. So the first one, how important is eating immediately after my workout? So I guess it it kind of depends, which is the magical answer that we're going to use a hell of a lot on these Q and A, uh, these Q and A episodes. So it kind of depends. The one thing that I always like to say to people is meal timings don't really matter that much if you're an everyday athlete or someone just exercising for general health and well-being. If you are on the kind of higher performance athlete end, then meal timings do become a bit more significant and a bit more important. Um, so that being said, um, I always like to think of it like this. If you are exercising again within a 24 hour window, it might be a really good idea to focus on the nutrition post-exercise. If you know that you're going to be exercising again in a really short space of time, you want to refill your energy stores. You want to make sure those muscles are being repaired effectively. So therefore, immediately after your workout might be quite a good thing to focus on. But that is just optimal, you know, like as long as within the 24 hour window, you are getting in the amount of food that your body needs to function and thrive effectively, then that's 99% of the progress you're going to make. And meal timings really aren't that important. Like I exercise quite a lot, <laughs> probably I exercise regularly. I don't really worry too much about meal timings unless, as I said, I'm maybe doing a later in the day workout and I'm doing another one early the next day. Outside of that, it doesn't really matter. So I'd be intrigued on your thoughts on this one, Kate. Well, I think we get really hung up on thinking that immediately after the workout means must grab my protein mm. shaker bottle and like smash a shake the second I finish. And that's just not necessary, right? Some people do that because it's almost like habit stacking, right? It's like I finish and then I get this protein in or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't have to be that way. I'd say in the next one to two hours, can you get some fuel in? Because while it's not the most important thing on your plate as far as your nutritional habits, it also can help with recovery and it can help with regulating appetite. I think that's a really big one for later in the day. Um, so you're not, you don't have like that mega hunger every time after you work out, you know, like that evening or something like that. So it is, I would say, you know, one to two hours after, can you make some food happen? Yeah, probably. It's a, 
Yeah, it's a pretty good rule to follow, isn't it? And I, I mean, I've definitely fell into that trap when I was very new to strength training and the fitness world of thinking that my protein shake needed to be slammed down straight after my workout or the workout was a complete waste of time. So it's definitely not that severe, but yeah, post-exercise, it's, it's kind of important, but don't overthink it if, it if it's going to start stressing you out. Cool. Next question. So is it important to keep protein up on rest days? I'd say yes, it is important to keep protein up on a rest day. I'd say it's important to keep all of your energy intake up on a rest day. If we think about it, a rest day is really important because we're recovering, right? We're recovering. We're giving ourselves time to, um, you know, relax a little bit, to not ask for this so, so much demand on our bodies and fueling well as part of that protein especially helps us repair muscle tissue. Um, and eating adequate protein is going to aid in recovery and, and strength gains and fitness gains and all of the things that are important if we want to continue to work out. Yeah, rest days so often get overlooked, don't they? Because especially when people are new to exercise, they want to keep up the momentum and keep consistent. So they want to just keep on exercising without, a lot of the time people don't appreciate how important rest days are. And that's when also this protein intake becomes really important too. You know, on your rest days, your muscles are going to recover. Your body is going to restore itself. And that's when you really need the food that you're eating to re-energize you. You also want the protein to help repair muscle tissue that has been damaged from you working out. So you could even argue that protein is even more important on rest days. So yeah, absolutely. Keep your protein intake really nice and high on those rest days and it'll help. All right, next question. I feel like this is very individual, but I'm, I'm certain that some people fall into this category. So this question says, how do I fuel so that I'm getting enough food while lifting, but not too much that I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, we could take this question in so many different routes as well. It also depends mm -hmm. on kind of what your lifting is like. Like, let's say, for example, your style of lifting is CrossFit, like Kate's usually is, you know, like your calorie burn is going to be huge uh, when you're doing a session like that, potentially. Whereas if you're sticking to kind of more generic strength training workouts of kind of three sets of 10 good rest periods, calorie burns are actually not that high from doing those kind of workouts. I think people are always quite surprised with how low a calorie burn is from doing strength training. Um, so it can be really difficult to find the balance of how much food intake is is adequate, right? So let's say maybe this question comes from some someone who has been chronically underfed. So they've been eating very little for a long time. Now they've incorporated strength training and they want to appropriately fuel themselves with more food so that they can gain muscle mass, they can feel good in their workouts, but maybe eating enough or eating, you know, eating adequate calories is foreign because they've been underfed for so long. So I'd say in that, in that circumstance, can you opt for more liquid calories, you know, which are easier to consume? It's easier to consume more calories in a liquid form. Um, you're not going to be as overly full. You can be a little more comfortable. Can you have some more calorie dense foods? Kind of liquid mm -hmm. calories falls in that. But, um, you know, we think of you could have this big high volume salad with chicken and greens and all of these veggies and such. And that's a lot of volume to eat and it's going to keep you full longer. Or you could have a small protein bar that's going to have essentially the same amount of um, energy density and maybe even protein intake, but for a lot 
smaller amount of volume. So I would say, you know, lower volume foods, more calorie dense foods. If eating more is something that you are wanting to do while staying comfortable with your fullness levels. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to be so different for every person, isn't it? This question, but this is also one of those times where monitoring your food intake could be really helpful by using a calorie tracking app, for example, just so you kind of know what your energy demands are so that you know, because when this person's asked about whether they're, how to know whether they're getting enough without feeling too uncomfortable, I'm wondering whether they're kind of wondering what their overall food intake should be or how to consume more calories without feeling too full. Right, I'm trying to read between the lines here. So that's where kind of knowing your energy demands can be really important and keeping a food diary or food intake can really help. Um, not necessarily something you have to do long-term, but if you could use it for a short period of time to know like, okay, this is what I'm roughly using on a day to, on a daily basis. So this is what my food intake should be. Therefore, you can adjust the amount of food quality quantity that you're eating and then hopefully you won't be over consuming foods and feeling really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. <laughs> I agree. And I think, I, I mean, it's a loaded question, right? Like yeah. it's, it's tough because we don't know all of the background, but I think those are decent suggestions and kind of help someone who may be in this situation, get a foothold and work it out from there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So next question. So what do I eat to burn fat and build muscle? Ooh, I love this question. Yeah. <laughs> I love this question because again, very loaded. Let's talk about it. So burning fat and building muscle are kind of on two opposite ends of a spectrum. And so when we are working full steam ahead on both, if you think about a tug of war, like we're we're pulling on both sides and with equal strength, we stay kind of stuck in the middle. And that's not where we want to be. It's really frustrating. So let's talk about each. Um, burning body fat. Burning body fat requires, one, eating in a calorie deficit. So eating fewer calories than we're burning on average. Two, eating adequate protein intake. Um, because adequate protein intake helps us ensure that we're burning body fat, not just losing body weight. We're maintaining as much lean mass as possible. Flip side, building muscle requires eating enough food to build new muscle tissue, right? So eating at or above our maintenance intake and eating enough protein. So we can see that if you're working on both of these things at the same time, there's a little bit of dissonance here. Now, caveat, you hear a lot about body recomposition, which is kind of this phenomenon of I'm losing body fat and I'm building muscle mass. And this can happen but not for everybody. It's just pretty rare that this is going to happen for everybody. So body recomposition can be possible for someone in a larger body with a lot more body fat who is new to strength training or someone just in, in general new to strength training, like a very new training age. They're brand new to lifting and they're starting to focus on building muscle for the first time. Um, now that's a pretty small population of people so I would say if we, if we look at these two ends of the spectrum, burn body fat, build muscle, where's the common ground? Eating adequate protein. So what do I eat to burn fat and build muscle? First, choose a side. <laughs> and, you know, instead of saying stuck in the middle, spinning your wheels. And second, try to eat adequate protein intake. Yeah. I also feel like uh, because the term calorie deficit is so gym bro. I feel like we need like a calorie deficit klaxon every time it goes off just to kind of hit that klaxon button. So just uh, prepare yourself, Kate, for future episodes, I will be finding 
a calorie deficit klaxon yeah it's really I'm funny really isn't it because, <laughs> okay i need to find the most ridiculous klaxon that i can possible <laughs> so yeah i think it's funny when they they're asking kind of what do i eat to burn fat and build muscle in terms of like particular foods as well it's kind of exactly the same like the diet for burning fat and building muscle will be very similar it's just the food quantity right like overall right. caloric intake protein intake will be very high hopefully to promote muscle growth or prevent muscle breakdown when in a deficit. And then your kind of overall carbohydrate and dietary fat intake will fluctuate depending on what your goals are. So yeah, the foods will be very similar, but just the makeup of your diet in general will look very different. Um, that's kind of the, the main difference there. All right, last question. Can you ever drink too much water? Yes, uh, it, drinking too much water. And it's funny when people always ask uh, kind of uh, like, can I eat this? It's always like the danger is in the dose and that counts for water as well. Um, you unfortunately do hear many horror stories of people finishing big races like marathons or ultramarathons and downing a lot of water uh, and being very unwell or potentially dying because of it. Hyponutrema is really, really dangerous. So Yes, you can drink too much water. It's unlikely for the everyday person to drink too much water, um, but it is possible, sadly. So, um, yeah, keep track I don't know of it. If you sure remember. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I would say the answer is yes, but unlikely. I don't yeah. know if you remember. I, I was, this had to be 15 years ago or something. There was when the Wii was very popular. Do you remember the yeah. Wii, the video game? That was a great there game was, console. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I remember I was living in California at the time, and I think this happened in California. This radio station had this competition called Hold Your Wee to Win a Wee, and people were in the radio station. They did not pee and drink as much water as they could, could and someone died um, from water intoxication because, you know. Oh, snap. They, they I'm laughing because that's water. so awful, you know. That's, yeah, that's was, really gross. Okay. It was like this whole lawsuit and everything. Now, again, unlikely. I want to say she consumed like two gallons of water without peeing so like that's this is a really extreme case now question do you give your clients kind of a um a baseline or like a water goal that they should work towards yeah I, so there's some calculations that you can do to work it out so if you take your body weight in kilograms and times it by 0 0.033 that will give you a very approximate amount of liters of water that you should be drinking and then increase it by kind of like half a liter to a liter on the days that you exercise is like a very general guideline that I like to start people off with if they have no idea where to start. Um, but I usually find the best way to check hydration levels is by a thirst mixed with what is the color of your urine. And I know it's not the most glamorous way of checking hydration levels, but your urine color should be running close to clear, not completely clear kind of straw-like, which always makes me feel a bit gross every time I say that. But yeah, like straw-like in color. And that's usually like the sweet spot of where you should be sitting. Um, but yeah, that calculation can help. So 0 0.033 times your body weight in kilograms, for example. I'm sorry, I, our US listeners, myself included, are like, what are you saying? I know, Kilos? Yeah, they, you guys always do it in pounds. Leaders? It really throws me up. Same <laughs> with like protein recommendations. You guys do it in pounds. And I'm like, I have no idea what you are yeah. talking about because I do not do that. Um, so I am roughly like 83 kilo. Uh, so 0 0.033 times 83. So I should be consuming roughly 2.75 liters per day of water. And then I increase it when I exercise more. And it's just like a really nice general way to start things yeah. off. That's great. And that is the end of our performance nutrition 
Q&A today. So if you have any questions you would like Kate or I to answer, please feel free just to drop us a message either on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, if that's your bag. Um, my Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok handle is just my name, Michael Ujoa, PT. And, okay. and I am KL Nutrition <laughs> on Instagram only. I'm not cool enough for those other platforms. Are you on Twitter? Nope. I got to protect my energy, man. That's <laughs> I can't fine. do it you all. <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk is butchering that platform. So don't worry, you're not missing out. Did, did you hear that there's going to be like a new Instagram, Twitter coming out? There was like a leak just... of... No, but it's just too much, you know, a, a little bit. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. But yeah, reach out to either <laughs> of us on those platforms before we end up chatting about social media too much. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, get in touch and we will see you all again next time. <laughs>